back in the night Stripes in our veins, sparks gonna fly The beast is awake, orange, black and white Cause when the jungle come alive Who day we ignite in Cincinnati, we gon' rise in love In the jungle, we unite in love Drippin' orange and black and white All day when we fight, live and die in these stripes Wake up the beast, every game day is a feast Time to bust it off the leash In the jungle, drippin' heat Tigers strike the city streets East side, stand up West side, stand up If you rappin' who day Time to put your hands up Bingo stripes, we in it Cincinnati jungle fit it Blue day in our house we win it Orange and black and white we build it Earned our stripes you know we kill it Bleed our colors jungle dripping Nasty natty yeah we live it Lit the crowd, hit the city loud Yeah we feasting now Fit the bounce, make the city howl Now we beastin' now Thunder through the tunnel From the sideline to the huddle Stripes we tatted on the jungle When we flex that who they muscle on Stripes Cincinnati we gon' rise in the in the jungle, we unite in love Drippin' orange and black and white All day when we fight Live and die in these stripes uh, Stripes Now who gotta move like an arm? to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Man, Jeff Trampol, and as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the back-to-back AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm of the 2,111 subscribers. Trying to get to 3,000 as fast as I can. I was at 2015, and I dropped off, so Let's try to get the momentum going again. Let's try to get me going to 3,000. Now, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, why not? Please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, excuse me, in the YouTube chat crew, I'm doing super chats. So if you want a, a question or something you got uh, for uh, Zim or anybody, uh, everybody say my Mike is loud. Hold on a second here. I got to fix this before I keep going. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Let me try to fix that real quick. Uh, if you get, give us a super chat, I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. So is the mic any better, everybody? All right, let me get, get through this. I'll try to figure it out. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm also coming to you live from the Ice Cave. Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com. For, check them out for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. Also, we got the Jackpot Joey stuff. Jackpot Joey 9, if you haven't got it, got the gear, got the hat, got the banners, all that stuff. Make sure you go check out jackpotjoey9.com and Betfred Sports. Go check them out. Uh, am I am I still loud? Here, let me just let you know, screw this. Let's just get this in. Uh, I'll figure it out. What's up, man? Am I, am I still, I'm like, dude, I'm reading all these comments. I'm trying to get through my stuff. I'm like, uh, how, how do I sound now? 
horrible <laughs> right now. What I think heck? it's you're too. I think you're too close. Back up. I'm always been like I always talk like that. Yeah, but see. like when it's not loud, it's fine. How's that? It's only it's only when the decibels get like really hot loud. Uh, how's that sound now? It sound good or sound better? Yeah. All right, I'll stick with that. I then. think we'll... the mic just needs to get like like the gain needs to get turned down uh, or something, bro. All right, I don't. There ain't no gain on it. Uh, it ain't that good of a mic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now that I'm, you know what I'm it's, it's only loud right there. Like I'm talking about, you need to back that thing all the way up, bro. Like it has no problem. Like I'm kind, I'm kind of loud anyway. So I guess it. Does. I don't know. It worked. I don't know. It worked fine yesterday, dude. I don't know. Computers it's stress tri- me out, man. It's, it's tripping, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know we're live, but it yeah, is no. tripping. One of the good, good and bad, bad things about going live. So is it good now? I mean, right there, is it good now? It's good it? when you're not loud. If you talk regular, it's clear as hell. Uh, oh, God. Okay. Well, I can't talk loud. All right. I'll just, I'll just I'll be in my monotone voice. <laughs> we'll go with that. How's that, that work? <laughs> All right, let's get it. Let's get into this. Okay, he's just, he just, everybody's in it. He just got right back up on it. Just back it all the way up. If you back it, if you back it up, it, we can hear you clear. All right, all right. that sound good like that. I think so. All right, we'll try that. If it, if it doesn't work, <laughs> a little shaky. The Dude, like, <laughs> what the hell? I don't understand. I don't know, man. Oh, this is freaking weird. It's because I have it. I have it so it automatically adjusts. Here, I just turned the freaking volume down. How's that? That better? I think that w- yeah. Okay. All right. Is it loud? <laughs> oh God, I can't get excited at all. Oh my God, what the hell? This is gonna be a really interesting podcast right here with my my mic is just not working at all. In the crowd, they're like, "Just stay calm, Jeff." Oh, I'm calm. Well, I well, you get me excited. When, and when, when you're like that, I mean, it's clear. It's only, I don't know, it's only when it, you know, you get, you know, excited. When, I, when I start acting like myself. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's try this. I can, I just, I just lean over this way and talk the whole time. <laughs> so, so the internet today is kind of blown up a little bit on the Bengals right tackle. And I blame James Rapine because he's the one that started on lock on Bengals. And I put some stuff out there and not everybody likes it. Um, but my, my thing is, I'm not saying we should cut Collins or anything like that. I'm just saying it's an option. And I'm saying right tackle is an issue because we don't know if LC will be ready. And is everybody okay with having a Denigy as right tackle? Or do we go out and, yeah, I, right. So do you, do you take a chance and wait on the draft, which it might not fall your way? Or do you go out and you sign somebody? And then you end up cutting LC, which would be, let's see, I got worked out here. Uh, the dead money he's owed 9.3. The dead money will be 3.3. So you'd be basically uh, saving uh, six million by cutting them. So is that is that? So, what, I mean, it, was, it, it's out there. What's that? What was the dead cap hit? The dead cap I got right down is 3.3 dead money. He's owed you know 9.3. What, he, for for any other organization, it wouldn't be that crazy. So like, there's two different things. Some people talk to me and they, they like the outside fans. They presume right. they presume like I'm a, a homer because I'll say these are different ways that they can retain Joe Burrow, T uh, T Higgins, uh, all these different things. But the one thing that I do know is that the Bengals, the Brown family, have one string of income, and out of all the other owners, they're at the bottom of the totem pole. So when you're talking about things like, hey, let me go to the ATM pull this money out and let me just throw it in the trash. Right. 
It just doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work for me. Like, like that's why they don't do that that often. So when people talking about cutting people, right. I realize because it's not their money, mm-hmm. they're just like, well, I mean, I mean, the Bengals are worth five billion, but that's the Bengals aren't like other owners where they have these billionaire oil rigging multiple streams of income. So they don't have the means to just say, I'm going to take a dead cap hit of $3 million just because I want to appease the fans. Right. To right. me, the Lyle, the Lyle Collins contract is good. Like, I like it. See, but well, it doesn't. Know, if he's not hurt, I'm not worried about it. If he's not hurt, I'm saying get backups. That's a, But he's, that's the thing is you can't. I, I, I'm saying, yeah. but check check this out. I feel like make him not, not the, not the, defecto uh straight up backup make him the identity you know how they ran identity right. in the jump tackle, yeah. throughout the years or whatever like mm-hmm. make him starting off this season like that anybody go down remember lyle collins was best with the cowboys when he played guard right so like bring him along like i listen everybody like i'm so glad i get a chance to come on here and say this everybody that's talking about cutting people trade this guy Let's make this clear. I want everybody to hear this. The Bengals have the fourth most cap right. in the National Football League, over $36 million. So this ain't your grandfather's Bengals or whatever <laughs> and all that other stuff. Throw it out the window. In this aspect, it is your grandfather's Bengals that they're not just going to spend enormous amount of money on high-dollar free agents. And I like that. I like the Mike Hiltons. I like the Wooziers. I like the Eli Apples, all these different things. But when you're talking about like cutting people or trading people, those that's what the opposition is doing right now because they're in bad cap health. The Bengals are in good cap health. The thing that can that can stymie the Bengals uh, is funds and escrow accounts with guaranteed monies. So when you're talking about cutting somebody, just understand that you're going backwards. You're actually doing the inverse of what you're trying to obtain. You're right. saying like like for Joe Mixon or Tyler Boyd or all these names I came on here. Say you were to cut those guys. That's that's a two three million dollar cut. Like um, Joe Mixon, I think the post June one is like two point something whatever. You're losing almost three million dollars. It's like two point six. You're losing three million dollars in escrow in your actual liquid cash that you could take and used towards Tyler Boyd and, and, and Joe Burrow and company. It's doing the exact opposite of what people are saying when they say that. There needs to be, like, some kind of financial literacy class for, like, fans so people can understand the difference between escrow, cash spent, and cap space. Those are all different things, and the Bengals are in good cap space. The teams that are cutting people are looking for more cap space. Right, exactly. And, that, and that's, I guess, my whole thing with, uh, cutting Mixon or cutting, which I'm not saying do any of this. I'm just talking. These are things that they can do. I'm like, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I just know the right tackle is a position that we got to figure out what to do. And with the thing with Joe Mixon is you, he's, I think, going to be in the top five as far as the highest paid Bengals, depending on Joe and all that stuff. Just winning organizations don't do that. I mean, they don't, I'm, you know, they just don't pay running backs that much, which like I said, I want Joe to be here. I mean, and that's the thing where they could restructure, which is another thing. That the Bengals haven't done in the past that they could do with well or or mix it. That's another option that they could do. Will they do it? I have no idea. I'm just my whole point is LC most likely will not be ready for the beginning of the season. And that's we have to figure that then that's the jumping off point. Somehow you gotta figure out 
who's going to be your starting right tackle either for the whole season or at least until Elsie's back. And I mean, that could be, you know, if you go in the draft, you got um, the guy from Tennessee, Darnell Wright. Now there's a lot of people that say he could be there. He could not be there. And, and I'm kind of scared, like James Rapine said, to go into the draft and not have that solidified yet. So that's the part where you're taking a chance because if you don't sign one in free agency and you don't get one in the draft, then it's identity. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, and, and 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 I'm 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 I, I rarely have hard takes. I don't want to see. I, people think of my energy and I don't have hard takes. I'm not fire Zach Taylor guy. I'm not okay. fire this guy. I've never right. been that guy. But when I believe in something, I believe I do not want to see a Denigy mm-hmm. on a depth chart. And I do not want to see uh, Max Sharping or Drew Sample sign in free. Those are three guys that I just don't believe in. And I don't think that they can help the team. Those are my hard takes. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, Lyle Collins as a starting tackle in the National Football League showed you for bits and pieces of the season that he, yeah. he was more than capable, right? Right, right? When the offense was humming, he was going crazy. But the realistic approach of me says, you're coming back off a torn ACL and you're 31 years old. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I think your your approach to Darnell, right? Me, I'm a I'm a uh I'm a um a mayor guy first round because oh, I God. believe he get, I love mayor. I'm a big mayor, I'm a big but mayor guy. This okay, I'll put this. This is what I did to Zim yesterday. I said, okay, well, let's just say this. Say they didn't sign anybody. Okay, and you're going to the draft, and Michael Mayer's sitting there, and Darnell Wright's sitting there, and you still have that big thing. You don't know about right tackle. But but this, this is the thing. This is why I like – this is why – oh, listen. You can say I hate Hurst, and I'm still going to take Michael Mayer because, because father time is undefeated. Mm-hmm. Hayden Hurst is 30 years old. I love him to death. I think he's – when people talk about uh, hometown discounts and stuff like that, when we start talking about money, that's a guy that would right. take a hometown discount. Joe Burrow will take hometown cooking in well, – I'm going to talk about that in, in a second. It, he'll still be the highest-paid quarterback, right. but the structure of the contract makes sure that – that's how he gets his home cooking. Like he's still like getting 50 plus million dollars a year because he should, because he's the most valuable person to your organization. But the Hayden Hurst like guy, he comes to the podium. He says, I, I'm so glad I'm finally with an organization that loves me, that understands how to use me. But at the same time, bro, you about to be 31 years old. So this whole one night stand, let me try this tight end. Let me try that. Like Tight end is the one room. Even if you're not a guy, if you're watching this right now, you're saying, why would you take a tight end at the beginning of the season? Name for me a room in the in the Bengals. The reason why the 2021 to 22 Bengals was so lethal and so amazing, all Bengals fans loved it, is because we brought back the same exact team that right. we went to a Super Bowl with. Right. The difference with this upcoming year is that there are some gaping holes there. The biggest gaping hole is tight end because guys like Hayden Hurst, Drew Sample, Mitchell Wilcox, none of them are under contract. Right. We don't. If we I if I showed you if, on our team right now, we don't. If I showed you the depth chart of tight end, you'd be like, "Who are those guys?" Right. So the guy that says I don't even guy or girl that says that I don't even want a tight end like at the beginning of the draft, just sign me Hayden Hurst. Say Hayden Hurst goes out, you don't even have a Wilcox Boy. or Sample or any of those guys behind it. Last year, so you have to you have to operate under the under the pretense that. Two different things. I do think the Bengals will fill these holes before the draft so that it is giving you a BPA type of view. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you got to understand Hayden Hurst at 31 years old is not a spring chicken. Right. And right. at the end, and so with that being said, it doesn't change if you feel like the prospect for whatever your mock is or you're the Bengals. 
if you feel like uh, Michael Mayer is the best guy at the top of your draft, you just take him because you're looking at the four-year window in the rookie contract in the future, your organization all combined in the fact that because the room is so empty, he does give you impact and he would see snaps year one. He probably eventually would just beat out Hayden Hurst, honestly. But from a blocking standpoint, if you're big offensive line guy, if you're like like me, I was big Jamar Chase. I'm known as the guy that wanted all the weapons. Now that I got all the weapons, I'm like, just protect Joe Burrow guy. But part of protecting Joe Burrow guy is protect them with more weapons. But what if I could tell you you could get a two-for-one special and you got a guy like Mayer? I don't know if you've seen this, uh, Jeff, on Goodberry's, um, on his uh, Twitter right now, he's got a thing from yesterday. He's showing all the key blocks that uh, Michael Mayer had just in one game alone, the Clemson game. So the guy that says that we're not running the football efficiently, the guy that says I want to fix the offensive line, Michael Mayer is blocking, is the best blocking tight end in this draft. And he also is a polished route runner. And in a one-on-one matchup, day one would cook. Yeah. That's why that's why people are like on the mayor train. And a lot of people are like, I just don't see it because we're trained to see like Kyle Pitts is of the world. Be like, well, he's running a 4-4. Michael Mayer is going to run like a 4-7. But for and, a linebacker, he's 6-6. Six, six. <laughs> he's, six, six. he's big as on the way. He, right. He's more like, uh, what's the kid? Wow. Uh, Fryer, right? Yeah. Well, Fryer they, call moves. Him, they, they call him Baby Gronk, too. So that's his nickname. Yeah, Fryer move was Baby Gronk, too. Mm-hmm. Year one, he had eight touchdowns. You, you see, well, and then if you things, and then yeah. you put him on a Bengals roster next to Jamar Chase and T, it guarantees him a one-on-one matchup all the time. And you're telling me I'm gonna enhance the blocking and enhance it and say it say it's not mayor. It's fine. I'm just saying that the tight end is the big gaping hole mm-hmm. in Darnell Wright. Say you go Darnell Wright first round, you come back second round, you go Darnell Washington. Now you got the monsters, That's you got crazy. these big guys that beat the snot out of people in the AFC North. Then you got these weapons that I love on the outside, and and but the Lyle Collins thing, I I want to keep him, bro. The, oh, the figure I was talking about, against, the- it's nothing against L, it's nothing against him at all. Right. I, I honestly, Zim, when, when when the offense line was was healthy, we won what nine in a row, and Joe was one of the least sack quarterbacks. So our offense line was fine. I know people get down on Jonah Williams, and LC wasn't, I, I guess, as good as everybody thought. Our offense line played great. On they were all in there, they played great. So if LC's Healthy, I got no problem. I'm taking I'm taking Michael Mayer. My my concern is that. Now the other thing I want to bring up that you brought you brought up with, with Hurst. Just think of this. If they have signed Hurst and they have Mayer or uh the kid from Georgia in this on they do, do a two tight end set on the uh, in the end zone. Either way. Dude. <laughs> Bro, like can you imagine this? Imagine this. Darnell Wright. Mm-hmm. The, and this is very possible. Mm-hmm. Darnell Wright is your starting right tackle, right? Mm-hmm. Or whoever you like, the kid from Ohio State, whatever. Right. Whoever. Right. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Starting off. Lyle Collins in a jumbo package. And Darnell Washington on the up. Like, though, you would you would cream mm-hmm. every team. In the, mm-hmm. We would – bro, they wouldn't lose more than two games. That, it, I, it, it would I, be like – it would be like us on defense. You know how multiple, like when we go to play the Titans, we just put beef at the front line and then right. we just slug it out and then beat them up, then go get like a touchdown and then you win the game. You will be able to do that. But then when teams try to come through to come and stop the run, now now all that double teaming that, that they were doing on Jamar Chase, the guys like me that want to see the weapons go crazy, a thousand yard Tyler Boyd, T against all that. That's the other part about like taking away Tyler Boyd. T. In that figure I said of 36 million or whatever, 
all of those guys that I just named are still in that figure. You don't have to cut them to go get all of these other dudes. Like Hayden Hurst will take the hometown discount. I estimate he would probably be about six or seven million per. Like that's easy work. The cap hit was he was he three last year? He was like three or four. Yeah, I mean he's gonna get a bump, but I mean not not a huge one, right? He might he might get more. Say it's not him. I like guys like Irv Smith. I don't know if y'all know him. He got injured a little bit, but that's a guy that offers a little bit more athleticism. I think he's only 26, 27. Somebody fact check me. But regardless, you got that guy, uh, uh, you know, like to teach people what's going on, like Aiden Hurst. But the whole concept of bulking up the offensive line so that if you get yourself in a rut. Even if you were forced to go with a Max Sharping or something like that, you got this bigger tight end that you could bring in line. Did you all know that Hayden Hurst was only used in 16 pass blocking sets last year? That that means that Hayden Hurst is only used as a wide receiver, essentially. You can't bring him in line close to the formation. So the guy that says that, man, I want them to run better, you're not getting anything. And I don't know if y'all watch the 49ers. There's only one George Kittle. But he is the reason why they're running at a high level because of his blocking in line makes him his blocking might be better than his receiving. Mm -hmm. And he has a little bit of Michael Mayer in him. But that's what you get from the tight end position that has the ability to run routes and block because the defense never knows if this guy is going out. And if he is going out, they have to be accountable for it. If he stays in, they have to come in and suck into the run. Now this guy is one on one with a linebacker. Michael Mayer's are other worlds are killing it so from a strategy standpoint everything that you want to do opens it up i felt like i just started up the michael mayer fan club <laughs> how was that pitch <laughs> no, dude, dude i'm with you i'm like I'm like when we first started like right after the super bowl i'm thinking like all right i don't know if we're signing hayden i like son but then i really like michael mayer and that's where i was i was on the michael mayer kick but then i started thinking about it more and i'm like the right tackle really scares me. that's my only only thing as soon as that right tackle scares me because you don't know if and and with Lael, you don't know when he's gonna be ready. I mean, like me and Ace talked yesterday, Geno Atkins, it took him a whole year to get to get back, back from ACL. Um, um uh oh crud, the center um before we signed Karis. Um oh, Bodine? Who, huh? <laughs> Bodine? No, 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 no. The, uh, he was the he 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 tore his ACL. Oh, too. oh Trey Hopkins. Yeah, Trey Hopkins. I mean, he was the center and he didn't have that great of a year, you know, that coming back. So I mean no matter what, he's still not going to be the same as he would be. That's where I'm like, you got to get – or you at least got to get depth there somewhere in, in, in this draft or, or, or sign somebody. Because because look, I'll tell you this. Like, if we didn't lose three of our, our five freaking starters in, in, in on our offense, like, we win the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, we're but, winning this damn thing. I don't care. The, the crazy thing is I, I'm 100% with you. I'm going to take it a step further. If Tyler Boyd doesn't go out in that game, mm -hmm. I think you I think you win that game and then you get your offensive line back for the Super Bowl. Tyler Boyd as an option route in that game, I just thought would have killed them. Um, and he was out. But but this is the thing. It doesn't like th this reminds me a it doesn't really remind me of the Chase Sewell thing that was that got really no. big with but us. It, but, it, but it's it's mayor, mayor free agent. Yeah, because but but this is the thing. This is this is this is how rational, this is how sensible I am. I don't care if the right tackle is first round or second round, or maybe even like I would even entertain third. I'm just saying that they need to address that early. Mm -hmm. So even if that guy isn't who we think it is, the Lyle Collins thing kind of works hand in hand with it. So maybe Darnell Wright isn't who you thought he was, which I, I think would be so I, – I think he starts, like, right away. Yeah, I do. But, yeah, Goodberry but, said that before on, on his okay, – He starts. I mean, he starts right yeah. away. 
He's not the only one, too. The kid from um Ohio State will start yeah. right away, too. Right. Um, the thing is, you might, but the thing is, second round, we're picking 60 in the second round. That's going to be hard to really, I think we have a better shot of getting a tight end there because the, we're picking the six in the second round? 60. Oh, oh. Six, like, zero. 60. In okay. The yeah, round. yeah, yeah. So, okay. so. Uh, I wish you were picking six in the second round. That'd be awesome. I'm saying what? <laughs> That'd be great. But this, hey, this is another thing. Don't count out this. The, the, the other. This is another thing that I think the Bengals uh, fans gotta understand too. If there was a tackle out there, you want to tell. I'm gonna tell you the fastest way to like make Joe Burrow like invincible, and it's what all great quarterbacks have. It's like an elite left tackle. Like you see, like the Ravens get their Ronnie Stanley back. You see San Francisco. With Trent Williams, and that's how Brock Purdy looks good. You see the Noemi Tunsils, you like the left tackle, the blind side, mm-hmm. the high dollar one, the one that's hard to find. I would trade the 28th pick away if one of the guys, <clears throat> excuse me, has like two years left. There are guys that are out there on a the market that are rumored to be cut, so Bengals might get pretty cool with that too. Like Terrence Steele with the uh, with the Cowboys. He got hurt for a portion of the season. The guy that unseated him, they'd rather pay him than Terrence Still. Terrence Still would start. He's he's a monster. You look at guys like um who uh uh who's the other guy? Makai Becton for the Jets. He he hasn't had major surgery and major stuff. He just had a meniscus thing that he had to get cleaned up. They just took the safe route. Say that somebody, somebody that has two years left on their contract and I could own the rights for them for the next two years, I would get a 28 pick. For like a monster guy like that, so I wouldn't rule that out. I also wouldn't rule out the fact that maybe they go sign a guy like uh, Caleb McGarry or something from the Falcons as a right tackle, mm-hmm. and so then when you go into the draft, all this is open. And people think that this sounds crazy to them, but again, the next two years of this Joe Burrow era, we understand how to bang. Like the guys that I'm naming, trust me, I'm not naming high dollar stuff. No, There's okay. one I, I, I hear. I hear is another one that they could go get of, too. Bro, the, the kid uh, Isaac something from the Eagles. He's a guy that would start probably a guard for us. I think he would unseat Volson if he had to. But I'm just saying, you right. just gotta bulk it up and get right. the right guys. Um, so Matt said the guy for the right tackle for the Raiders, yeah, 100. Yeah. percent But these are all things that they could do so that when you go into the draft, you are looking at the best player available, right. and then and and even with that said. The reason why the Eagles were the Eagles is because just because they did that, they didn't stop there. You don't just say, oh, well, I got a Lyle Collins. I don't got to look at right tackle. No, you keep on bulking up that. Look, Think about our linebacker room. People don't even remember when Jermaine Pratt went out, Akeem Davis Gaither came in the game and got 13 tackles and played a hell of a game. And it's the reason why you don't mind him probably leaving if Jermaine Pratt wants a whole bunch of money. Yeah. So that's the the name of the game is like bolstering it up because what are all our opposition tell us every every week after we beat them? Oh, we would have won the game if such and such wasn't hurt. We don't care about that. We're the Bengals. We always got depth at the positions, wide receivers, linebacker, whatever position, whether it was mixing men out, P. Ryan just stomped the mud hole and ran over 100 yards in it. Whether my starting number one cornerback went out in a woozy, I just came back with Can Taylor Britt and I just cooked and killed everybody in the playoffs. It doesn't matter as long as your front office is putting the depth behind the pieces. Don't ever feel like just because you feel like you got the pieces that are initially there that that's it. How do I know? Because the last two seasons, what happened? Two, three guys go out uh, before the Super Bowl. You're forced to start a Denigy and, and Isaiah Press for a Super Bowl. Depth wasn't there. 
You yeah. come back this year, you say, well, I feel more comfortable back with it. Max Sharpen, I got a Denergy. They ended up playing trash and they look garbage. And you, you're like, you look back at it and you're like, dang, maybe I should have strengthened it up. And right. I feel like they got to look, they got to look every position like that. If the best cornerback is uh, available first round 28 pick, I'll take him. Because yeah, if I, about two, it, it is the DBs now. All they were, all I mean, all come back. on, you got a woozy coming back off a of torn ACL. Well, you're, you're gonna you lose, do. you're gonna lose Bates and hopefully not Bell. And then you got, yeah, uh, Eli Apple, which I think, I think Eli's coming back. You still need to add somebody there, I think. I mean, I got a guy, I, I, I'm gonna tell you another low number. Who? What if I told you no Eli Apple, Patrick Peterson coming off the best season he's had in a long season? And he, I know he's old, long in the two. Only wants four million, same money as Eli Apple, Patrick Peterson coming off a top ten year in a Lou Anarumo system. Y'all tired of the whole antics of Eli or whatever? You don't believe in it? I still like Eli, but I like Eli, dude. I like Eli. Sometimes I wish I just stop tweeting. Sometimes, but I like. There are a bunch. There's a bunch of people that sit around and say, "Well, the Bengals aren't going to sign it." Guess they are. They are going to sign people. They're just not big names, and we know that because they consistently do it with the Wooziers, the Iltons. The uh, you know, all this different stuff like that. They have the money to do so right now. Two years from now, when the Joe Burrow cap hit hits, yeah, <laughs> you, you're not going to get a bunch of. You're going to look like what the Chiefs look like this past year. This was the first year that Pat Mahomes' real big cap hit hit, so they were forced to start seven rookies. You're going to have that two years from now, but right now, all the little that, low level signings and stuff, that's they're why, there. That's why I've been saying this a lot. This is the year the Bengals got to be all in, like more all in. And I agree with exactly what you're saying. That's kind of where I'm at with the tackle position. You got to have somebody there. And I want some veteran or somebody there before the draft. So we don't have to, we don't, we're forced to take a right tackle. I mean, if we, if we have to, if he's there, great. If Michael Mayer is there, great. Cause I think you, honestly, I think in a first, second round pick, we can get a tight end and, and a tackle. I, I think it can happen. Now the other thing I, I said is I think isn't that the dream? Don't you feel like that's the dream? That's the whether dream. it's tight end, offensive line, right. offensive yeah. line. I don't yeah. care. I don't care. That's yeah. what. Either, I, that's way, me. Yeah. Even with us signing somebody or whatever, like like I said, this, this Cam Fleming. I don't think he'd be a bad. He, he would be that that too expensive to sign. It's just somebody just to put there in, in case Lel isn't ready, you know, or you know, and he doesn't. And let's be honest, I mean, Lel has missed the whole season. Due right. to an injury before, and I'm not saying anything against it. Just facts of what's happened in his career before. So that's where you have to have depth, and just like you said, the last two years, depth has been a, an issue for our offensive line. It's the reason we've lost the AFC Championship game. The reason we lost the Super Bowl is our depth at our offensive line. We got to get depth somehow. So that's where I keep throwing these names out there. I'm like, these are people that I can get, and I'm not necessarily saying cut. I'm just saying you could. I'm not saying they will. Right. I have no idea. It's just having conversations. That's how I'm looking at. It. Listen, I'm 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 the king of give Joe Burrow weapons, give weapons, never stop and because gives him that time <laughs> that gives him pressure. But now that I have like, I don't know, we're going to talk about the T Higgins stuff or whatever. But like the Bengals, the Bengals have the rights to T Higgins for the next two years, and nobody could do anything about it. Okay, like they could cry I'm so about tired it. Tired of hearing. I'm so sick NFL. of that. I just watch NFL Live, and why did and they always bro, say, oh we can trade it to the pa- pa- the Patriots. They're not trading T. Higgins. Like it's not gonna happen. Bro, this is a crazy thing. Check this out. Check this out. Real hold on, hold on. Why do they talk? Have y'all ever in the history of football ever heard? Like, do you remember on the Super Bowl week and they were just bombarding Jamar Chase and T. Higgins? Have you ever in your life had heard 
players have to endure that many questions about are they going to be playing there that are under contract? Right now. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like. They're you know I mean? like, bro, they, they're they under like, contract. They, like, they act I, like it's hitting this year. They always sign them all. None of this hits for two years. <laughs> so, so the conversation, so let me, so the conversation starts like this. I understand T Higgins is set to make $4 million this year. Right. And his cap hit is a $4 million. Like it's, it's nothing. Or maybe I got the total amount, but the cap hit is only $4 million. Right. So they're saying, well, he's worth way more than, and I get that. But they don't understand the same way I let off this show. Mike Brown don't care about what uh, what your favorite team is doing. Mike Brown does not care about what has happened or transpired in the in the history. Mike Brown does not care about your wide receiver that acts to get off a team. T Higgins made it very clear he wants to be here and he wants to play on jo- with Joe Burrow, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not dealing with a situation of guy that want to be here. But I'm right. here to tell you, Mike Brown doesn't care. If 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 he if he want but because we're good family and we love you T Higgins we're not even putting your back against the wall but he could play that card and I think people need to understand there's nothing he could do about it he would have to play essentially for that and guess what the year after that he could just tag him and if right. he doesn't like it guess what Carson Palmer you're sitting at home All right so that's so the outside people that say that stuff. I'm like, you don't know the history of the Bengals. He doesn't care what happened to Tyree Hill or A.J. Brown. This is Mike Brown. He doesn't vote with any of your owners. He doesn't agree with anything you're saying. And we operate very differently. Why? Because the Browns family, one source of income is the football team. So they don't treat this as like some hobby, like, oh, okay, somebody's getting on my nerves. Get them out of here. Like, no, they don't care. This is their baby. And they're not playing around with it. And I think everybody, but be that as it may, I think they do get the deal done because I don't think they'll have a problem paying T Higgins uh, the amount of money that he wants. The guaranteed money is the only part that people, whatever. But at the same time, I've never in my life just seen, you know, know, I was looking at, how come they don't say that to the Chiefs? Do you know (laughs) that the Chiefs currently have 29 players that are returning to their roster, but 23 players are free agents, 23, but none of them have to go to a podium. None of their fans have to go on Twitter and say, man, bro, we're going to keep them. I'm talking about Orlando Brown, uh, big names. They're, they're, they're starting left tackle. Bro, they're starting left tackle. They're starting, they're starting right tackle. They got hella people that are free agents. They're, they're, McCall Hardman. Uh, the kid, uh, uh, no, uh, gray or something like that. They got three wide receivers that are free agents, but they're not answering any of these questions. It's the whole narrative that that the national media thinks the Bengals are still cheap, which drives me nuts. It's like what when it comes to their own players, historically they've paid them and they've kept them. You know, they're they're, they're star players. So I mean, that's where. And, and the thing I'll, I'll ask you this too. I asked uh, Ace this yesterday. Okay, so we all know how LeBron James. D-Wade, Chris Bosch, on separate teams, figured out how to talk to each other and go to Miami and play. You don't think that Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase are all on the same damn team in the same freaking locker room. They're like best friends. They hang out. You don't think they had conversations about the, about the contracts, about, you know, how we all want to stay together and blah, blah. You, you don't think those conversations have, have happened? I do. I, mean, I, I don't do. know for a fact. I, I mean, and, and me and you know personally – just, I saw your intro, you know, shout out to uh, Platinum DeVille, rest in peace. You know, 
I had some real deep conversations with him. Me too. You know, real deep conversations on, hey, building a house, different things like that. And I don't want in this Cincinnati. to. <laughs> in Cincinnati. Yeah, it was, it was, it was perfect. In Cincinnati. I was, I was at Kansas City. I was at Kansas City just now. So if y'all don't know, we're talking about T. Higgins' dad who yeah. passed, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so listen, I was in Kansas City just, you know, when we just lost the AFC Championship game. I hung the whole time with Mama T. Like, they like Cincinnati a lot. Like, I'm just saying, like, that's not money is going to take, you know, you know, you know, uh, ahead of that. But it's not a situation where this family doesn't want to be here. They and feel I love here. I, you know, that, that's the thing. They, they feel I, I, would, here. I would say that they love it. I mean, every time I see her, like, she's super, super oh, she's happy awesome. about, about the situation. Yeah. And, I, and I love her to death because she's like, if I was a mom, I would just go crazy. If my son was in a league, I wouldn't care. I would just be like how she is. And that's right. why I love her. She's awesome. And, and that's the realness. Like you, I can't be fake. And, um, and, uh, I, I just think that people are, are money is very important because money gives you freedom to do things that, you know, you want to do. You want to go on trips. You want to build a certain house. You want to live a certain type of way. It gives you freedom, but I'm here to tell you money isn't everything in the relationships that um, that family has built within uh, the Cincinnati in a short amount of time, I do think carries some weight too. Exactly, exactly. Now this will be crazy. There's, there's no way to hell this is going to happen. But William says, "Can we trade Tyler Boyd for Jefferson?" <laughs> no, <laughs> they're not trading this Justin Jefferson for Tyler Boyd. I would. I love. I see. I see. I, I have seen it. I've huh? seen a scenario though. I will say this though. I've seen yeah. a scenario one time, uh-huh. and it could work. T. For uh, Jefferson, yeah, I could see that you have to give them more, but you would get that, and then you would have to pay your 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 whole. I would, me personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. But your whole entire roster, <laughs> you're, like when you look at the sheet, it would just be Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, <laughs> and, and, and Jefferson. Yeah. After like next year, it right. it would be insane. Like all your players would just be like. Guys playing on hometown discount. Like, if you did that, you're talking about the, you had the two highest paid wide receivers in football. I don't even know why I entertain that. I have seen it, <laughs> but it, it, I, dude, I've seen it, 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 it is possible. Teams. I was like, oh, God, it's, it is possible. Well, yeah. because I just feel though. like everybody talks to us to suggest that there's no scenario like we're going to be successful. And I don't think they understand that dude, uh, the, the Joe Burrow. It's Can I, it's it's Joe's entire freaking career. The window is open the whole damn time. I don't care. It's open, and, and they people are like, "Oh, that, that can't be possible." Like, yeah. Look, Aaron Rodgers, as goofy as he is, <laughs> their window for winning a Super Bowl they only only won one, but their window to win a Super Bowl has been his entire freaking career. Right, Patrick Mahomes. Oh my God, he's you know Jesus when it comes to football. Now, their window to to win a Super Bowl is his entire freaking career. That's what happens when you get these quarterbacks. Right. I mean, and it, that's just it. That's reality. <laughs> I was telling somebody this earlier. You know, I'll be hanging out on Twitter spaces and stuff. So you know, nah. I, was, <laughs> I was in there earlier and I said, and I said, man, it's super. I'm telling y'all right now, the honeymoon is over. Like, you know, there is no underdog, whatever. Y'all better, whatever. Uh, like, wait, the, wait, have, you, have you told the Chiefs that yet? Because they're, they're still underdogs and you know, nobody believed in them for you know, winning Super Bowl. 
But I'm not even. I'm telling you right now, Ice. I'm not even engaging with no Chiefs fans. Like until we play them. Until we play them, I ain't got no words for them. Dude, but I, I, I'm so sick of them. Good. I'm so sick of them. But Bet Fred Sportsbook, uh, wherever you like to place your bet, the Bengals have the second best odds to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about like we're operating out of hope. The Bengals are about to like say we get through free agency and have a draft. There's a chance that they might end up with the highest odds if the Chiefs can't retain like some players and whatever. They might be the Super Bowl favorites in like in about a month or two. Mm-hmm. So like this concept that um it's uh oh we could just do this for the next 10 years. Like, no, you gotta be assertive. And that's why people are like, oh yeah, the Bengals ain't gonna do nothing free agencies. The sh- shoot, shoot me. Because I'm telling, <laughs> I'm telling you right now. The Bengals 100% better now, do something. It ain't going to be, I don't think it's going to be big names. I, I, I will promise No, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Like, right. the scouting department in a lot of different areas, there, there is room for improvement. Mm-hmm. But there are areas that they are absolutely lights out at. And a lot of the stuff that they've done on defense lights out. Mm-hmm. And if you're telling me you just got to fill in cornerback stuff, fill in maybe a potential Jermaine Pratt, who I do think is gone, um, you know, yeah. you go get another linebacker, you do all these different things, or maybe you just do that through the draft. Regardless, they're going to have the opportunity in the next two seasons to go f- to go get free agents. Mm-hmm. Now, after that, it does get sketchy because of the money flow of what we're trying to do. But the reason why Joe Burrow um, is very important in this aspect, and I can see this, and this is how P- this is my definition of hometown cooking. This is the part that the Chiefs fans and the Bills fans won't tell y'all. And I don't know why. So going into contract stuff, I'm not going to make this super detailed. I'm going to try to make this as short as possible. Yes, please double down for me. Thank you. Joe Burrow will be probably, he will be the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League, right? Yeah. But the Bengals have done that with uh, Kenny, Boomer. I mean, I'm sorry, Boomer, Carson, and Dalton. So we know how that looks. And why that doesn't matter to the Bengals? Because on an every week basis, you go look at the money right now. Fox, NBC, all these guys like that, they're giving Bengals a whole bunch of money on a week-to-week basis through the TV money and the contract stuff. You see the pay core stuff, all these different things like that. They're getting money like that. So when you're paying an annual salary, you're you're getting the money in. It's almost like me if I order a shirt from Jackpot Joey right now. He doesn't have to print it until I give him the money. Right. And then he can ship it directly to me and he didn't spend a dollar. So that's how annual contracts work. But when you're talking guaranteed monies, this is how the Joe Burrow contract can work. And they did the same thing for Patrick Mahomes and they did the same thing for Josh Allen. This is why you don't need to cut anybody. This is why everybody can work. This is what Jamar Chase was talking about Super Bowl week. You do a contract that has rolling guarantees mm-hmm. so it doesn't make the Bengals put all of the guaranteed money right like out. how the deshaun watson one was with the 230 million dollars uh what's the owner name the browns dude uh jimmy dumbass. has <laughs> jimmy <laughs> dumbass <laughs> jimmy jimmy dumbass takes 230 and sits it directly into a bank account and says the hell with it i got other different things right. i gotta tend to Right. The Bengals contract for Joe Burrow looks like $230 million, but it's probably spread out. And it looks like a guaranteed of maybe like $110 million or something like that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. say they did that. 
they would give them a signing bonus of like $60 million. What did they get $60 million from when they changed the name from Paycor? I mean, from uh, Paul Brown Stadium to Paycor, right? right? Here goes your $60 million. That's actual liquid money. The rest of the $40 million, yeah, we got that because we made, we made, you know, X amount of money last year. I'm not going to speculate. The Forge is about to come out. They take that money and then they go take the extra $40 million that they'll go to the four or five year guarantee, uh, whatever the hell of Joe Burrow. I'm doing, I'm doing quick math. They put that in the con in the in the bank. So then we're good. Right. Now the rolling guarantees throughout when they get to year four or five, it starts to pull some more money. And that's how you get to the 230 or two. And in, in this case, Joe Burrow, 240 million. So it doesn't hemorrhage your franchise like how the Browns would be if they were operating like a mom and pop. J- Jimmy Haslam's a billionaire, so he doesn't really care. He's worth five billion dollars himself, not even right. his team, just yeah. himself. So he could go cut a check for anybody he wants, anytime he wants. The Bengals don't have that luxury, but if they spread it out through rolling guarantees, it makes sure Joe Burrow is the highest paid quarterback, but it doesn't take all of their money and make it sit in an escrow account, which would is just bad business. The Bengals got that, but that's bad minute business to have 30% of your overall worth just sitting in an account that you can't do. It would be like me and you going to like the bank right now and starting up and say, Ice, I got a million dollars. Let's just go put it into one of them savings things that just, yeah, 20, year, 20 yeah. years from now, we'll go get it and it's worth 1.5. Right. You'll be like, what, bro? I want to spend a million dollars. You see what I'm saying? So that's, that's the whole thing. When people start talking about like Joe Burrow's contract, yeah, he'll be the highest paid. But with the rolling guarantees, which the Chiefs did and the Bills do, it makes it so that you can pay other people. The other thing that the Bills did that was bad business was they did dumb deals like Von Miller that give him 60 million guarantees. They did all these. They got 10 guys getting like 10 plus million. The Bengals don't have any of that. Yeah, They don't have any of that. So this whole operating like the Bengals, oh, no, they're not going to have money to do this. Yes, they will. They're going to do it the same way y'all watched them do it before with Mike Hill and Trey Hendrickson, all these guys like that, taking low guaranteed money and banking on the annual salary because the Bengals get the money from Fox, NBC, all these different things like that, and then they pay it out on a weekly, week-to-week basis. How do I know? I've seen players' checks before. It comes like clockwork, but it comes after the fact that the Bengals just got paid from the previous week, all you season ticket holders, all the money from that that concessions and all these different things come through. Uh, you pay it out like, you know, three weeks later or whatever. But the right. money is right there. But you didn't have to go into your pocket. I'm just taking Fox money. I'm just taking season ticket holder money. I'm taking all that. And then I can pay it. I don't care what T. Higgins makes on an annual basis. I only care about his guaranteed money because it makes me pull the money and sit in an escrow account that I don't want to do to 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 hemorrhage my uh, my my team. Whereas other teams like the Dolphins, the Panthers, um, guys like with big money, like Khan from the Jaguars, billionaires don't really care about stuff like that. And right. that's how the Bengals can do it. So stop telling people you got cut Tyler Boyd or we should trade T Higgins. No, that's what makes your team very special. And what if I tell you, you're going to have all those guys and Mixon and all these guys fall off the books. You're going to go draft the running back in this draft. You're going to draft the wide receiver in this draft, and then the cycle just continues over and over. And that's how the window of Joe Burrow still exists. You don't have to give up anything. Giving up anything just helps the opposition. You think, sometimes I see this on my timeline with Bengals, they think that it's helping the Bengals. It's not. It's only helping the opposition because you're falling, like you're listening to them tell you that you're not going to be able to pay these guys, but you can. How do I know? 
Go watch the Mahomes contract. Go watch the Bills one. Thanks. Yeah. I just I, I had to say that. I'm so frustrated with it. You're good. You're good. You're good, man. I appreciate it. And that, that's what I've said, too, that I, I think Burrow is going to get a big contract. He's going to be the highest paid uh, quarterback. But I don't think it's going to be – it's going to be more like the Patrick Mahomes where they spread it out. Uh, so I think they can do the same thing with T and Jamar, just like like you're saying. Now, there's comments in, in the chat here asking if we think they're going to tag Jesse Bates. I personally don't think they're going to tag Jesse Bates because that he'd be the top – what, top, top five – in safeties, which what's that money? I, I don't even know offhand. I mean, I, I just don't see them doing that, but that's the reason they drafted Dax Hill. And <clears throat> my thing is, two guys that I don't think are coming back. I don't think Jesse Bates is coming back. I don't think Pratt's coming back. And because then those are the two positions that they actually have depth in. You got Dax Hill there. I'm not saying he's plug and play or anything. You, it's going to be damn hard to replace Jesse Bates, but that's the reason they drafted him. You got uh, Akeem Davis, or yeah, Akeem Davis Gaither. They drafted him the same time they drafted Logan Wilson to eventually replace. You know, one or the other, and that's where they had this. So that's where they've done well in the draft and getting and not making the same mistake they made when we let we let uh, 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 Marvin Jones go and we let uh, Sanu go and we let Wit go because we didn't have anybody. Now in those positions they do. So that's where the Bengals have I think smartened up uh, compared to to the past thing. Now one thing I will say this, and I asked Ace this yesterday too. I personally think that the Bengals are going to get this Joe Burrow. Uh, contract done. I think it's happening here in the next couple weeks before free agency starts. Before the draft, I think they're, they're it's coming out soon. Uh, what's your What's your thoughts on on where when the contracts come? Do you, is it come before free agency, or you think they're waiting until after? I think it's before. I don't know, man. That, that's when I, we looked at this. We looked at the um the Mahomes one was like in June, July. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they're gonna. You're talking about just specifically the Burrow one. Yeah, specifically because because to me not. They gotta get that one done. And to me, it's it's hard. They can do it, but because they're gonna have an idea of what the contract is. But it's easier if you get it done, and then you can sign everybody else, and then it just makes your offseason a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To figure out what to do because you got the big one done. This the sooner the better. I I want to be if if I I me personally, I don't know how the Bengals feel. It might help them. I don't know, but I want to beat Herbert. I want to oh, yeah. beat him too. In case what I'm saying, like currently right now. I look at it almost like a quarter law. Like, you know, like once a case goes through and it wins that way, you know, for the rest of the time, like it's Murphy versus whatever. Like that's how I look at Mahomes and Allen. I'm like, this is law right now. Like this is how you manage this. If Herbert comes out, it does something crazy. Then I might say, Ugh. Well, how do you, it, what do you think that's how you <laughs> think that's going to affect uh, Lamar? Cause I mean, he's already, he's trying. I think Lamar, I feel like I feel guaranteed money. If Joe comes out, and he's the highest paid. Lamar's going. Well, wait a second. I, you know, I've won MVPs. I did, yeah, you guys want to pay me? I mean, the, the I Lamar Lamar's gone. I think they're a trade. I, I think yeah, it's yeah. the other pair. Oh, I mean, bro, you sh- did you see his IG story? I, I want to say the head it was exploded. like, <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. And I mean, right mid on the wall. But the Lamar one is dangerous to to uh, to a certain extent. And that's why I get I like to get Burrow's done before he gets his, just because he is trying to get a guaranteed. Th- I'm a, I'm gonna tell you this. On one on one end, Lamar needs an agent, and if, if he had an agent, it would help. I think he's just looking at the Deshaun Watson one, and I don't know who he gets his advice from, but I think he's looking at just the Watson one. You notice how when I looked at the Watson one, there is merit to it. It now says two hundred thirty million guarantee is the standard, but the way that I'm structuring the Borough contract is different. The structure of it makes it so that it's team friendly, not the fact that it's a hometown discount. Like, 
Burrow is like if I knew Facebook existed 20 years before it came out. Right. You buy all the stuff. You just be like, right. give him a blank check. Like if I met Mark Zuckerberg, my wife would hate me. And I would say, honey, I'm selling the whole entire house. We're getting out of here. This guy, Mark Zuckerberg, is going to make us billions of dude, dollars. Dude, we, we'd be on That's what Joe podcast. Burrow is to we'd me. Be on our podcast network then. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I would own my own island, and I probably would just be <laughs> sipping my ties, telling you about, like, yeah, I hope you guys are having fun out there in Cincinnati. But but this, but this is the thing. Like, that's how valuable Joe Burrow is to me. So that's why I'm very adamant about I don't ever want Joe Burrow to feel slighted mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. regard. People right. say, well, he's a nice guy. and all. Let me tell you something. The first interview I ever seen from Joe Burrow when he got drafted, they said he was on like a – he was kind of drunk. It was right at the LSU won a championship. Yeah. They said, what's the difference Uh, what's the difference about the, uh, the college and the NFL or whatever? He said, I finally can get paid. Mm-hmm. So, like, anybody thinking that this dude is – like, his name is Shiesty. He wearing chains. Like, I was there when, when Boosie gave him his – you know, like, when they gave him his first chain. I know his jeweler. Like he ain't no, you know, you're like, he going to care about the money, but at the no, same time, yeah. at the same, and, and then think about this. How would you like it if you went to work and some schmuck named Deshaun Watson, AKA the booty bandit comes in, he comes in next to me, right? He, I'm doing my, I'm on my computer work. I've been working my butt off for the last three years. I'm working my butt off. This guy comes, sits next to me. And then, and then he gets, and then he gets all this money and I'm sitting there saying, well, why the hell did the booty bandit get all this money? I'm Joe, I'm Joe Burrow. You know, I never want him to feel like that. Right. You know what no, I'm saying? Yeah. No, and I'm, so I'm that's how America works. And you know, there are other countries too that not, not just America, but that's the way it should it's work. Life. You, it's life in general. That's the way, yeah, that's the way it works. If, mm-hmm. if you are worth this, uh, a certain amount of money, you should be paid as such. Now, Joe Burrow, this is where he loves Ohio, loves you guys, loves everything about it is the structure of it he can help the Bengals with that so that they're not taking all the money and just saying i'm hemorrhaging a franchise by doing so so that that's the hometown cooking part of it but i just think people gotta understand like joe burrow is like you know facebook to me like if you put money into this thing it will blow up and it will like look what he did to cartier i went to a shop out i was on a west coast one i just was looking at glasses they had a section that was missing because of Joe Burrow, you know, he had Amazon sold out of fake Cartier glasses. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so this is crazy. Go, you know, black owned guys and means yeah. and all. Go ask them what happened when Joe Burrow wore a jacket. Go ask mm-hmm. Ace. Ace was on your show yesterday. Yep, ask yep. him what happened when Joe Burrow wore a shirt from him. I need him to wear one of these. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why yeah, people ask me all the time. I was like, Joe will never wear these because it says his name. Uh, ask Ace. Joe wore Ace's shirt last year. Amigos, he wore that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, he, he, what he does for your your franchise to me, like to me, he's the biggest asset. Mm-hmm. So the the Brown family don't have oil rigs and they ain't Jerry Jones, but they got Joe Burrow. They got Joe Burrow. They got jackpot, baby. All right, so real quick here, you've been on 55 minutes. I want I want to ask you something uh, about the coaching staff. Now, I am pleasantly surprised that everybody is back. I think that is huge. I mean, since Bieni left. Kansas City and, and is in uh, the OC for Washington. We're the only, the most tenured staff. Five yes. years are going to fifth year. We're going to have every single person there. That is just gigantic, a gigantic advantage, I think, just going into to the season. I, I think this might be the last year. I, I don't see how Lou or anybody is going right. to be head coach next year. But the pressure's on ice. Do you yeah. feel the pressure? 
It's it's Super Bowl. Hey, hey bro, I'm telling you. It's same pressures last year though. Super Bowl nah. Last year. No, you don't think it, so. This pressure, this pressure is different. It's Super Bowl well, or bust. Because okay, all right, I got you. I got you. because because of the coaches probably leave after this year and probably not gonna be able to keep everybody. So I okay, I got you on that one. So, it's yeah. Super Bowl. I'm I'm but telling that's you. Why I say you go. This is why the Bengals have to go all in. This is it. Because I mean, see, not, not, it, not it, even but, the one closed see, or anything. It's it's still gonna be open. But this is your chance to win it with this group. And I think it'd be I think it'd be really special for this group because they came in together. And to actually win it together, that's where I think. Yes. Good. Sorry. Good. I, no, no, you're fine. Um, that's why I'm saying though, um, when you say stuff like they gotta go all in, guy that said, guy or girl that says, well, the Bengals ain't gonna spend bigger. You're scaring them. You can't say you can't say all in. You gotta. I, I'm trying to work on like my language or whatever because. The Bengals will be active in free agency. And, and why? Because if you know what I know about this new Joe Burrow contract that's about to come up, the next two years are the, are the two years that they actually will be able to fill in with a bunch of free agent stuff. I'm telling you right now, after that, they're going to – they ain't going to be trading. Like, there is no trading picks. They're going to be drafting heavy. After the yeah, next two to. years, yeah. they're going to be relying they're on the – the Chiefs just did – bro, they just yeah. started seven guys, like, as rookies or whatever. Right. And then Why? Because, like I said, they got 23 upcoming free agents right now this offseason, whereas we got one guy that I'm like is a must-sign. Von Bella's the only must-sign. Yeah. You, There's an argument for Hayden Hurst and P. Ryan, sure, but Von Bella's the one that I'm like, you cannot lose him because right. – Do you think they signed P. Ryan? Do you think they signed him? <sighs> That's a tricky one, man. Yeah, because because – I'm just, I'm just talking money-wise. That would be your, your two top running backs would be the top – 10 or whatever probably of, of money on the team that's just I'm it's just tricky saying, I'm just I, I think don't... I think I, they got a restructure so I'm a big mixing guy right mm-hmm. I like mixing I'm not one of the guys that think he's washed like he, had thir- he had he had 1300 all-purpose yards he had 1500 all-purpose yards the year before and went to a Pro Bowl he's 26 years old that mm-hmm. I think the Bengals staff ran into problems in the Browns game uh Chiefs game in games where they just did not want to run the football for whatever reason. And people are like, oh, he didn't run. You know, Joe Mixon didn't play in two games with the the uh, concussion. Right. He he didn't have the DeMar Hamlin game and still ran for 800-something. He almost had 1,000 yards just off of the, the three games I outlined. When we were at our best, Panthers game, Falcons game, uh, Saints game, when he ran for 5.6 yards a carry, uh, Bills game, it's when they're running the football. Now – you can convince me that the Bengals need to draft a running back, and you can also uh, convince me that the Bengals need to restructure. I don't know if you saw the Aaron Jones deal, where Aaron Jones, a lot of his salary got converted into a signing bonus. So instead of them paying the t- the 10 or 12 that they were about to pay him, they gave him like an $8 million signing bonus. So now his cap hit is like four. Right. Now, if the Bengals did something like that, at the same time, I'm going to say, show me the money. What did you do that for? To like, you know, yeah, like mixing would be cool with this. You got to do something with, with the money. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if you're going to restructure to go give me an extra five, six, eight million or whatever, don't tell me that you just use it to put in a Joey B found like foundation. Like no, <laughs> take that money and go get me like a tackle. Go to like don't just restructure. Just you know, like if you're going to restructure him, go to the draft. I would entertain a running back as early as second round, even though I'm not a big favor in big favor of it. But they got a kid like Jameer Gibbs for the for Alabama or whatever, mm-hmm. like somebody that can pass catch or whatever. I would be all and, for and it. The thing is, the, the only and this I'll, I'll bring this up. And this is nothing. It's not hate on, on Mixon, but me personally, 
I think P. Ron fits better in the offense because he can pass block better than Mix. Mix Mix has gotten better at it, but I mean, take care of basically said P. Ron's a, 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 a offensive lineman. That's the but as a issue I have, as but far, but but as a at, but as our but our offense is a pass first offense. It, it is. That's just whether we like it or not. That's what it is. And I don't like it like that. I I, I, I don't. I don't. I think. I think. Uh, guy that says that takes that be like y'all gonna get Joe Burrow killed. That guy comes out because Joe Burrow's throwing back, dropping back forty something times. Like you're not Superman. Like I don't right. like that. And I right. and I want him to air I'm, it out. I'm, not, I'm with you, dude. I I'd rather run some more too. I'm not saying. I'm just saying this is what the reality of the team is. But see, but see, it, the things that we talked about at the beginning, like uh, trenches, Darnell Washington, tight ends that can. Bro, it don't have to be 50-50, but at least give me like 60-40. Yeah. Like, the, the magic numbers for me is I walk out of a game, you go look at like the Panthers game or whatever. I think Joe Burrow made like 32 pass attempts or something like that, which mm-hmm. is kind of even higher than what I even thought. I might have my games mixed up. But regardless, 30, 32 uh, pass attempts on average because they're predominantly passing team, right. and then running the football 15 to 20 times. If I walk out of an ASC championship game and Joe Mixon and company only got eight runs, and, and I and I lost by three points. It doesn't need like that's not if you yeah. it, it, and, and you're missing three offensive linemen. It just doesn't need, it doesn't make sense to me. The Browns game, that game that we got our asses kicked was zero to zero mm-hmm. with four minutes left in the second quarter, right. and Joe Mixon only had eight carries mm-hmm. in well, the I, AFC I, North. The Chiefs game, dude. The Chiefs game, the, the first quarter, we didn't do shit. We had like no, we didn't get a first down on the Chiefs game. In the, it, it, but in the AFC North, mm-hmm. so it, it, it think about it. Look, look what we did, and now Mixon was out for this game. But look what we did against the Chiefs in December. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, or or look at look at the second time we played the Browns. Joe Mixon runs fit fourteen times for ninety six yards. Mm-hmm. He ran for almost six well, yards look, a carry. The, the Buffalo game the week before. The Buffalo games. We ran. He all threw him. Hey, he he, not, he ran him through the snow and ran right. him through a snowplow. Right. They're still look. They're still looking for Milano and them boys. We buried them boys <laughs> in the snow. Right. We were out there doing snow angels on them boys <laughs> running the football. And all the games that I feel like we were at our best is a combination of Joe Burrow predominantly throwing the football because he is the best quarterback in football. That is my opinion. And then, uh, and then, a, and then a, a a nice dose of running the football yeah. to keep the defenses honest. Even if you're not running efficiently, even in the Dolphins game, which I was at, hell of a game, he ran the football 23 times for 3.4 yards to carry. In that game, he wasn't efficient, but he kept the defense honest. And when it was time to go get a one-on-one situation, you had a one-on-one with T. Higgins and uh, Xavier um, Xavier Howard. Yeah. And you beat them on a deep ball. And so that's what the running game does. And when the games, when they got away from it, those are the games that I feel like Joe Burrow, you sit around, even if he doesn't get sacked, you say, damn, bro, like he got hit so many times. Why? Because it's a simple math equation. If I drop back 40 times, I'm going to get hit <laughs> like on, you know, 10% of those. I'm, I'm going to at least take at least four or five hits. Yeah. And I don't want to take that. If I'm limiting the amount of opportunities, I mean, come on, bro. Who, who plays Miles Garrett? And it drops back forty something times. Like, what are you thinking? That's yeah. not a that's not a Joe Mixon problem. That's a let's be honest. Like, we love it's Joe Burrow, but I fall in love with the past too much. Come on, bro. We're in the <laughs> AFC North. We're not no we're not no coochies 
running around out there on the in the AFC West over there beating up scrubs. We are we're beating some of the best teams in football. The Chiefs they talk to us. What they talk about? We went to five straight AFC championships, bro. I live my life talking to people telling me about six Super Bowls. You think I care about AFC championships? This the hardest division in football, and God damn it, we play like it. We and run like look, it. Look at the ten the ten game win streak. Look at the teams they beat. Look! Look! It was the hardest were. schedule in football, right? All the the Bengals had no shot. We're, we they're they got to be going for a wild card. Blah 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 blah. What happened to what that happened? narrative? Exactly. exactly. What happened to that one? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I, I this is gonna be a very very interesting offseason. I, I can't wait to get to it. You've been off for over an hour. I appreciate you. You me get on here. We just start vibing. You know I, I like get fired. Though. You know oh, I get fired See, every I time I come fired on. Because my, my microphone's all messed up. So. I, I saw you suffering. I felt like I had to carry a little bit because I saw you like in like the like it was twelve minutes and like thirty two, and you were looking like uh, you was like, oh, man, this sucks. I can't I turn. Like, I, I want to go, but I don't want to blow everybody's eardrums out. But Zim, I appreciate you, man. Hey, tell everybody about Cincinnati. What you guys got going on? You, you got a, a PFF guy coming on here uh, tonight, tomorrow night? When is that? Yeah, yeah. Tonight, check me out. Make sure y'all follow me, Zim Hude on Twitter, Zim underscore Hude on Instagram. Uh, but on Twitter, uh, our link is on there, but it's the Wincinnati pod. It's spelled just like Cincinnati with a W. Tonight, we're having uh, Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. Um, he's coming on there tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about a, a cap stuff. He had one of them T Higgins uh, proposal things, so I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely put the press on him a He's little bit. And be he like, does their their podcast, their daily podcast, right? He does. No, no, no. That's Monson and um. Okay. Another dude. No. Okay. Brad. Brad is actually a Bengals fan, but he had a uh, he had a scenario about a T Higgins uh, trade or something like that. But he's a good guy. He he knows cap stuff. Uh, he he's I, I, a really good. I, I DM'd him and, and see if I get him on my show after after you guys have Monson. <laughs> I reached out like, oh, all right, I reached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll Brad, Brad is Brad is the uh, he's a really good guy. But uh, even uh, last week uh, we we had a uh, bro. We're, we've been having some really good guests. I know you yeah. guys have a bunch of people on there, but check out Cincinnati Pod. Guys have been killing it lately. <laughs> yeah, Drag, we, we Drags is awesome. I freaking love. Yeah. Drags. Oh, hey, look, my that show last week that we had. Yeah. So we're only yeah. going to one week now. Um, is Cincinnati Pod again? But we had uh, Mike Petraglia, who's directly in the locker room. He had stuff where he was talking directly about Jermaine Pratt, uh, Bates, all that. So if y'all didn't get a chance to see that, make sure y'all check that one out because he talks about like firsthand, like he was there when Mixon said, "Hey, um, I'd be willing to, you know, I'll do anything to kind of still play for the Bengals." He was in the in the Old scrum. <laughs> yeah, he was on the mic, and you know, so you get a little bit of insight from that though. So check that out. Yeah, Trag is a good good dude. He's been on my show. I don't know, four or five times, but he, he really he okay. Oh, yeah, he's been on, been on multiple times. I, I, I got him on when he first got here last year. I know he okay. only been for a couple months, and, and I, I like, all right, so I, I messaged him to come on. But one real quick, I gotta tell before before you go, I gotta tell everybody the story of, of how we saw each other in Kansas City because it cracked me up. Because you're you were over there talking, talking to, to, to Bengals Cap and, and Hubei, and I walked over, I was gonna say hi to Hubei. All of a sudden, you stare at me, and all I see is your eyes. <laughs> Cause you were so freaking cold. You had your mask on. I'm going. I'm like, I'm like, Zim. <laughs> Pull your mask. I'm like, hey, what's up? <laughs> but I, I saw the. Hey, eyes bro. It, hey, bro. It was so cold out there. It, <laughs> like, it was so cold. You it didn't know up. I had I had stashes of tequila like on this side, this side. <laughs> I was just taking a shot. I was. By the time I got to the game, 
Um, so so uh, Ice is talking. I had a shiesty mask on, so you could only see my eye. When I got to the game, I set my water bottle around because I know, like, if I'm yelling, I need water, right? Or my voice gets real hoarse. Right. Soon as I set it down, bro, my water turned into ice in like 30 seconds, bro. It was that cold in Kansas City. Shoot, I when I got off the plane, I was like, "Whoa, what is this?" Like <laughs> the wind, the wind was the word. The, as soon the as part, I got off, I was like, "That was dude, different." The worst, the worst part for us. It was cold. So me and Chandler went, and we had we had to park uh, farther away. It was just cheaper, and we had to walk across their just ginormous parking lot. And dude, I'm walking to Jim's tailgate. And I got my beer with me. I got my, I got the twelve pack in my hand. I got the beer in my other hand, dude. I am freaking freezing. I'm like, and that wind is just cutting through. I'm like, oh my god, we got to get there. It was the longest damn walk to get there. But once we got there, I wasn't that bad. And once I got to the stadium, I wasn't that bad. But whew, walking, walking to the stadium, walking to Jim's tailgate, dude, I was so cold. <laughs> it was, it was some. We had, we were at B Dubs before we went. I was talking to a couple Kansas City Chiefs fans there. Which, which, look, everybody was around me was really cool. I didn't have any problems, to be honest. I know, I know you guys were your dad. You, you, you guys had some problems. They were cool with me. But anyway, the people at beat ups, they're like, uh, they're like, hey, uh, you know, it, it, what's the temperature like here compared to Ohio? I said, the temperature's fine. I said, it's the freaking wind. I said, it's so damn flat around here. The wind just, there's nothing to stop it. I said, Cincinnati's got hills and valley, you know, so it's not this windy all the time. Like, it's freaking cold. That just cut through you. It was bad. I'm here. I'm here to tell you that that was a different. It was cold. Exactly. It was cold. <laughs> hey, straight up. I, it was I, cold. That's why I told the Chiefs fans. I said, "We'll see you next year, but it's gonna be in the jungle." No, but we gotta play them there, though. No, I mean for the AFC Championship game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, that that we're getting we're getting that number one seed this year. Yeah, for sure. I think I think that their division is going to help us out a lot this time. I think that I think this is the first year that Herbert can get the best of them. Knock them down a couple oh, games for us. Coach doesn't go for it on fourth down and, you know, five times I'm, every year. I hate banking on other teams, but I feel like they're going to – like, because their division is just so soft, bro. Like, I can't stand it. Yeah, we got to get off to that five. So soft. Anyway, Zim, I can talk to you for another hour, but I'll let you go, brother. Who day appreciate Peace. you, man. All right, guys, make sure you go check out Wednesday night podcast, Ace and Zim, Zim Who Day. I hope my mic is not blowing your eardrums out. I apologize for that because this stupid setup, I can't hear it. I can hear Zim, but I can't hear my own voice. So that's why I have no idea if it's too loud. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed that. All right, let's get the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And I appreciate every single one of them. They are Who Day Nation, Who Day Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds, The Ohio State Bucknuts. The Ice Bar, and then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I will be pulling a sound off later on tonight, uh, putting it on the podcast. It's on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a, star, a, a five-star review. Leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers. You guys are awesome. We are at holding steady at 2,111 subscribers. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors about the Sports of Strawberry Ice. Let's try to get me to 3,000 as fast as I can. I would appreciate it. And like I said, you guys are awesome. I do this every single day. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. It's hard to get people sometimes to come on the show. Because you're like, you're like what, t- what day you want to do this? I do it every day. <laughs> what day you want to go? Well, I think, you know, Saturday and Sunday. Actually, I'm going to be having a show Saturday. We're going to have a Mark on Mr. Third Down. So you have to check us out uh, 6 o'clock Saturday. 
Anyway, got a great show coming at you tomorrow. Hope you guys enjoyed this. And that's your sports, baby. See ya!